name's Travis Sims, and I am the founder and CEO of AGC Accelerated Global Connections. And this is the AGC Experience. Our lives are a series of choices. Each choice leads to a result. Would you like to easily know which choices are the right life choices for you? If you've never met Amy Tyson, owner of Infinity Life Design, make it a priority to connect with her. Amy is a master of feng shui and batzi, which she calls destiny analysis. She assists her clients in understanding the hidden forces that are influencing their lives. A destiny reading with Amy is like reading a book all about you. She highlights which decisions will bring you to your fullest potential and which choices will lead you down a path of obstacles. If you're struggling with a challenge or you want to lift your life even higher, get connected with Amy and Infinity Life Design on facebook.com slash infinitylifedesign or subscribe to her online newsletter at infinitylifedesign.com and connect with your infinite life. All right. Now it's time to uh, introduce today's speaker. And I'm really excited to, to bring today's speaker on. I met uh, Bianca through uh, a fellow coach, and she is a, definitely a, a powerhouse coach. So I'm excited to have her here to teach us how to influence skeptic, skeptical people without manipulating them. So Bianca Reamer is a leadership coach and a sales trainer and she helps executives and entrepreneurs maximize their impact at work without burning out. She's a former multi-award winning equity analyst at Morgan Stanley and the author of the international bestseller, When Women Heal. Give a great big warm AGC welcome to Bianca. Hey, okay. Thank you so much for that awesome introduction, Joshua. I'm so, so thrilled to be here. And I'd love to know from you in the comments who here has somebody in their orbit who is an absolute skeptic and seems impossible to influence. Do you have any of those people in your orbit? Let me know in the comments. I want to try and make this as interactive as possible so that I can make sure that what I'm telling you here is, is useful for you. I want to make this really, really useful for you. All right, so most people will probably have somebody in their orbit who's just really, really hard to influence, who seems like he's already made up his or her mind about whatever it is that you're talking to them about, and it seems like you're talking to a wall, right? So um, I definitely also had a lot of skeptical people in my orbit when I started working at Morgan Stanley. Uh, and when I entered a room to present an idea about which um, companies to buy and sell stocks in, um, and I entered this room of people who were completely different from me, um, all men, um, been to British elite schools and a lot older than me, they looked at me and I just met a sea of raised eyebrows and people staring at me thinking like, what is this girl going to tell me? Um, and I went from that to being a top-ranked, multi-award winning stock market analyst in my decade of working at Morgan Stanley, um, being individual ranked at number five amongst over 250 analysts. So I probably know a thing or two about influencing very skeptical people. My clients were all fund managers and investment 
analysts who by default have to be very skeptical in order to make very decent investment decisions. So in today's talk, I'm going to share with you a few of the strategies that I employed to help become a top ranked analyst, um, you know, broking to very skeptical people. And I invite you to check which of these strategies might work in your environment with the skeptical people that you're dealing with in your orbit. Hey Travis, Travis is saying hi. Um, okay, so if that sounds good, then let's get started. And I can hear some background uh, noise. Joshua, I don't know whether that's coming from you. Um, right, so let me ask you a question. And uh, for those of you who are on StreamYard, feel free to post it into the comments. Um, have you ever been told by somebody um, to go and watch a really amazing movie or to go and watch this absolutely great book, uh, read this absolutely great book, and you went and watched the movie and expected it to be amazing, and it was kind of like, meh, <laughs> has that ever happened to you? Or, you? or you bought the book and you started reading it and you expected it to be really interesting and it, was, it ended up reading really boring? Has that ever happened to you? Right? So if that's ever happened to you, it certainly happened to me and it happens to my husband a lot, then you've probably become a little bit more cautious about listening to people's advice about which movie to go and watch or about which book to buy and read, right? So let's take a look at what happened when that person spoke to you and what then made you more cautious um, when the next person comes and gives you advice. And the reason why we're looking at this is because we want to find out what makes the person cautious or skeptical in the first place so that we can then prevent the behaviors that trigger this person's skepticism or caution. Sound good? Okay. So when the person that gave you that advice to go and watch this amazing movie or read this amazing book, um, when that person gave you that advice, they were probably super enthusiastic, right? Moving their hands around a lot, speaking with an up and down voice and being very animated. That's probably one of the two things that that person did to influence you in a way to take action. They were very enthusiastic and you thought, oh my gosh, you know, subconscious or consciously, consciously you thought oh my gosh this person is so enthusiastic about this thing i gotta go and do it right the second thing that this person probably did to influence you to go and buy that book or watch that movie is that they used um command language you gotta go and read this book it's the best book ever it's so interesting look at the reviews it's got the best reviews it's a bestseller right so this book uh, this person likely used a lot of command language. You got to do this. It's the best. It's uh, it's amazing. I loved it, so I know that you will love it too. Very strong, very command language. Now, consciously or subconsciously, what what you would have realized is that okay, next time I'm going to be more cautious. So next time somebody is being very enthusiastic you're going to put your wall down and say, oh my gosh, I don't like enthusiasm because this person has already made the decision for me 
and I want to make the decision. I want to decide whether this movie is the best movie ever or not, right? So that's the first thing. The first thing to avoid next time you want to influence a skeptical person is definitely avoid enthusiasm. Because when somebody is enthusiastic, to a skeptical person, it will look like you've already made the decision for them. But a skeptical person will want to make their own decisions, right? They're very cautious because they've made mistakes in the past. They've wasted two or three hours of their life to watch a rubbish movie or to start reading a rubbish book. So they're going to be more cautious. So enthusiasm definitely is one uh, thing to definitely avoid when you're speaking to a skeptical person, a cautious person, a risk-averse person, right? The second thing to avoid using is this command language. You've got to go watch it. It's the best movie ever. So many people loved it. Look at the reviews. A skeptical person does not want to be influenced by what other people like because, hey, they went and watched that that um that movie that lots of other people liked and they decided actually you know i didn't like that movie so they want to make their own decisions and um they will you know their walls will come up if you use command language right if you're very aggressive with your sales tactics and say um you know top ranked product or top ranked service a skeptical person will still want to validate for themselves whether it's also top ranked according to them. So that's something to be aware of. So the two things to stop doing when you realize that somebody is in skeptical mode is to become less enthusiastic, right? Move your arms a lot less and your facial expressions a lot less and become more credible. Um, let your voice become a little bit more monotonous when you make that suggestion or that recommendation to the person. And the second thing to stop doing is um, avoid using command language like you've got to go and do it. Um, you know, click on this link, enter your credit card details. No, when a person is in skeptical mode, they will not respond positively to that. For them, that's like a red flag, as in like put the wall down. Okay. Now, um, there's three things that I suggest you start doing when you are talking to skeptical people and see for yourself how it works. So um, the first thing that I suggest you start doing is to start using suggestive language. And here's some examples of what I mean by suggestive language. So. Um, you might want to ask that person, hey, may I make a suggestion to you? And then if they say yes, then you can go on with your suggestion. Um, you can say, hey, I suggest you take a look at this new movie that's out. I went to see it and I liked it. And I think it might be interesting for you too, but you know best. Why don't you go and have a look? You might want to give them some reasons of why you think that it might be useful for them. So if you know that the person is easily bored when it rains on the weekend and they like to have some very light, silly entertainment on the weekends, then you might um, say, hey, I suggest you go and watch Space Jam. Um, it will avoid you getting overly bored on the weekends and it will give you some light entertainment. I watched it and my husband 
um, also quite light. You know, it's silly, but it's fun. So what do you think? Do you think this might be something that could be interesting for you? Right, so suggestive language. Um, what suggestive language does is that it's not too intrusive to the skeptical person and it allows them time to think. Because the one thing that a skeptical person definitely wants to avoid is making decisions too fast because that's something that's hurt them in the past. So they tend to be quite risk averse and they like to think um, things over. So maybe ask them, what do you think? Right? Does this sound like something that you would like to take a look at? So that's the first thing. Um, using suggestive language, I used re it worked really, really well when I was a stock market analyst as well because as an analyst, I made investment recommendations to people. And I would generally ask them um, what they are thinking as well. And that's the second suggestion that I have for you is to ask the other person what they think. Skeptical people love that question because they like to think about stuff and they like to make their own decisions. So when during a sales conversation or during a negotiation or trying, let's say you're trying to convince that other person of something, um, ask them what do you think? And then that person might give you a lot of their objections which you can write down and then address in the course of the conversation. So what do you think is a very powerful question that's super underutilized in the business world and that I think was one of my secret superpowers when I was an analyst because by being humble and by asking other people what they think, you get a lot of really interesting information. You can then go and connect the dots and be very insightful about the people that you're talking to, right? And it doesn't just work in equity research and in, in stock market research, what I, was doing, what I was doing at the time. It also works really, really well in other parts of business. If you're selling something, if you're trying to build a network, influence other people, asking people what they think, asking people about themselves, you know, like what do you think, what's important for you, and um, what's important about that for you. When you actually ask people that question, they love it, especially skeptical people. It makes them a lot less skeptical over time as well because you're showing real interest in them. Okay, and then the third thing to start doing is um, to give them some options to choose from. So when you are at towards the end of your discussion with this person, let's say it's a it's a sales conversation, or you're trying to um, convince the person or persuade the person to something, don't just have the one thing that they can buy from you, or the, or the one option, right? Because they are likely to feel trapped, and then their option is yes, no. <laughs> And as a risk-averse person, if they're not 100% sold yet, then their answer is going to be no. So instead of giving them the option to say no, give them the option to um, buy a basic service from you or the premium service. So one way that that might look like is um, after you've asked them, hey, can I tell you a little bit more about how I help people like you with your problems and if they say yes then you can say hey here's what I do um, here's my basic package you tell them about your basic package and here's my premium package you tell them a little bit about your premium package or premium product right and then you ask them 
which one of these two suits your needs best, right? So they get to make the decision. And it's going to be a, a yes. And of course, they may also say, Ashley, I think I want to wait a little bit. I want to think it over. And if they want to think it over, you ask them, how long? How much time do you need? If they say a week, you definitely give them a week, right? You want to give them control, um, the illusion of control in the process. Because the one thing to take away from this talk is that a skeptical person wants to make their own decision. And they want to have enough time to make their own decision. Not because they don't like you, not because they're, um, they're horrible people, but because they have made mistakes in the past, they don't want to make the same mistakes again. So they want to think it over. The best thing you can do when you're trying to influence a skeptical person is to help them think. And that's by asking them really powerful questions like, hey, um, what do you think and what's important for you? All right. So uh, I suggest that you give these three suggestions a try. Um, they might prevent you talking to a wall when you're speaking to a skeptical person. And they might offer a way in to um, speaking to them at a deeper level where they're actually listening to you and where they also feel heard by you. And that might help you shorten your sales cycles and increase your sales conversions. So, what do you think? <laughs>